Hey everyone, this is Jeremy J. Edmondson. Welcome to House of Hippie, where we are at peace when our wounds have a witness and a healer. But first, let me unlock the door. Hi everyone, once again, welcome to House of Hippie. My name is Jeremy J. Edmondson. I first wanna start off by saying thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who has been listening and supporting and sharing and commenting. I wanna say thank you for those of you who have sent me messages and it has been so inspiring for me to continue this journey. Thank you for being on this journey with me and thank you for those of you who have told me what you would like to hear more of which was more of me that has helped me reflect on who I am. So bringing in more storytelling and poetry, spoken word, life coaching, spirituality, and how it all is intertwined within my blackness and within hip hop. So once again, thank you all so much. On today's episode, I'm going to be talking about the phrase, we can never have anything or we can never have nothing. And I don't know if anyone's ever heard that, but I just recently said that within the past week, mainly because I was watching the song and video or listening to the song and watching the video WAP that just came out by Cardi B and Meg Thee Stallion. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, this is dope. There's women empowerment, there's collaboration, there's black women, and I'm just seeing this this beautiful force within blackness and how dope it was. And then the next day, I'm seeing choreo made to it already by non-black people. And I'm like, damn, like we really cannot have anything because what a privilege it is for you to choreograph to this song and not have to think about what is going to be said about you. And... What I mean is that Cardi B and Meg Stallion already got some backlash from people and people were irritated and disgusted or whatever their feelings may have been about what they were doing in the video, what they were saying in the lyrics. And I'm like, okay, first of all, they're just acting. They're being actresses. They're having a great time. It's like, why we got to take it so serious? Because y'all don't take it serious when your country music is telling you to go slash tires and bust out, you know, somebody's window and drink yourself to, you know, whatever the bottom of the ocean or whatever the case may be. And I'm like, so that double standard of that, but also really looking at how, what would happen if black females were to choreograph to this song and do some similar movement or some sexual movement, they'll be overly sexualized again and it's irritating. Like, it's really irritating to see that on black women when they're just expressing themselves. People have been expressing themselves sexually throughout time. That's never not happened. So that privilege of that, and now you've been able to put out this choreo as a non-black person, and it's getting all these views, it's getting all this clout, and people are, oh yeah, like they did that, they did that. And then when a black person comes comes to do it it's kind of almost too late you know because we're taking these different steps of 
How are we going to be looked at? How, you know, we have to look at things differently. But then also, we don't even get to just bask in blackness. How come that, we do we have to choreograph to every black song that comes out or that you think is trendy? And that, how that contributes to the ratio of black voices. As you all know, if you've been listening to my other podcast, I everything's linked. I say that everything is linked. And how that contributes to the ratio of black voices is because now black people don't really have a say in to how we think this has contributed to our community. We have non-black voices choreographing to it and being like, oh, this is what, it, this is the standard now. And there's been other songs that I enjoy black by buddy cranes in the sky by solange i've seen non-black people choreograph to those and those are really talking about blackness those are like those lyrics literally are talking about blackness and i'm going through the comments people are saying oh y'all brought this song to life and i'm like no they didn't at all blackness brought this to life and unfortunately and as sad as it is black death has brought these songs to life not non-black people choreographing to it and not even taking in the meaning of it. But then that erasure also transfers over to our movement. So once again, connecting that, it transfers to our movement of Black Lives Matter or All Black Lives Matter. When I was saying Black Lives Matter three years ago, uh, people who were claiming to be my friends and you know family, not by blood, but they were like, I'm your family, etc. They weren't saying anything. But when there were hurricanes and fires happening, then they were posting hashtags and pictures of those. I was like, then y'all just going to erase, like, we weren't talking about black lives being murdered by, you know, cops and the injustices against black people. But y'all want to talk about these unfortunate things. But that actually made me reflect on our black voices and bringing in my spirituality and how our black voices will always be heard spiritually physically, and environmentally. Because the truth is, karma is a bitch. And then you drown in a body of brown and black. You scramble up vines of strange fruit. There you greet with cycloned wise. Like there wasn't a hush before hurricane funerals or whips chains, nooses, white lies, or white lies before us. Brown-bodied water reflected death. Niggas are dressed in death. Reported this isn't revenge. Explained that all cities matter and this is just the beginning. Told y'all niggas don't understand. All lives mattered from the beginning. Confessed this is not a baptism for all. Declared, this is not a rebirth of a nation. This here is cleansing because we all sound the same when drowning. And although I am here floating somewhere in contested waters, horizontal bodies swallowed half the ocean. Forgotten history spills over. Bitter forgiveness I couldn't drink away. Tried again instead swallowed half the ocean. Someone said suicide. People published peace. Why not freedom? Emancipation, July, independence, explosions, fourth, 
or just fire. Ashes to ashes, barbecued postcards, bullet to black, nigga to tar. I'm rekindled. Cremating brown bodied trees that hung brown bodied me's. Label it abortion. Rebuke mother nature in the name of the ship, the anchor, and the holy cotton. Told to get put out like a house on fire, glorious greenwood. Soot falls like snow, covering outlines of charcoal. Told to get swept to the chimney and forgotten till some imagined birth. The global campfire is church, is communion. Where we still break African and drink American, like forgotten boiling beans, like how much black coffee matters in black lives. Caution. Sugar falls like soot. Collecting the parts of me. A treasure hunt with no map leading. Just everything that exists without. Loss. Just choosing not to go. But if I did come back. It's because I forgot Orisha minerals buried in asphalt and how the scent of mama's perfume and brown sugar touch mended the gaping trauma and that scars have the best stories when told with crystals and eye sockets, which taught me pressure like tongue on chipped diamonds and unpolished rubies that became stepping stones and collectibles, that all wounds need a witness and a survivor. I am still surviving, soul shopping and returning because I like it here. And maybe we don't have to die to go to heaven. Thank you. And don't forget to leave the door unlocked for the next guest.